Hello, friends, and welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We have a special digital marketing guest today from New York. She has been working as a digital marketing expert for more than 15 years, and her focus, focus is on web development and redesign and social media strategy, content creation, and blogging. She loves to help businesses and brands navigate our digital world, and she has worked in a variety of industries from news to retail and restaurants. I want you all to welcome Amelia Waters. Amelia, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm so glad to talk with you today as two girlfriends um, we usually do on this podcast. We're going to talk about navigating life as a female entrepreneur. So let's dive right in and talk (laughs) about finding that work-life balance, especially being a woman you know, who juggles so many different things in life, like marriage, kids, work, travel, um, you name it. I mean, even managing a household. So Amelia, how do you find that work-life balance or that work-life integration, as some may call it? So for me, I know over the years, I've done a lot of internal work on myself, and that includes mental health. And so I'm really in tune with my mental health. And if I feel like it's starting to deteriorate in any way, whether I'm just getting moody or ungrateful or just uncomfortable, I usually stop myself and say, okay, what's going on? You know, what's, what's happening in my life. And that's when I know, okay, time to take a day off time to go out and play, see some friends, go hiking, do something for me that makes me enjoy life. Um, you know, I am single with no kids, so that is not something I (laughs) I don't have to worry about, but as a single woman, all I have is me. I don't have a second income. And so between running the business, um, as an entrepreneur and then my side hustle as a personal trainer, I'm really an intrapreneur, which means I'm an employee, but it's, I'm really an entrepreneur within that business. It's up to, it's like a real estate agent. Right. Um, it's really up to me to gain the clients and keep them. And I'm hundred percent commission at the gym, which I love, love my job. So balancing those two things, um, I work very hard. I work, work very hard and I make sure that I have my time off, that I can enjoy life with my two little kitties that I adore, um, see my family and, yeah, it's beautiful here in upstate New York in the fall. The colors are gorgeous. You know, go for a hike in the Adirondacks, Catskills. But um, I would say, you know, life, work-life balance is a mental health thing for me. And Absolutely. because if I don't have my mental health, if I don't have my feet on the ground, I don't have anything. That's right. And it's so important for us to really have our career and life goals in alignment. I see folks, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, with two different calendars. They have a work calendar, and then they have a a personal calendar. And I think, what in the world are you doing? You have to have one calendar because you only have one life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it is a balancing act, um, and it really does become increasingly difficult as the demands of balancing your private life and your work life, but it can, um, we can balance that out. We just have to know how to, and we have to have that flexible 
work schedule as well. And I know that since COVID, a lot of uh, people are working from home. And sometimes even working from home, folks find it even more challenging to balance that business and personal life. So we have to really just dig deep and find out how to do that within ourselves. Agreed. Um, and just figure out how what it takes to make us focus. And then at the flip side, take those five to 10 extra minutes during the day to take a break from work and focus on our, like you said, Amelia, our mental well-being as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So why is finding that work-life balance so important? We hear it all the time that we have to have this work-life balance. You know, me being in healthcare, it's, it's wonderful for your health. I take a break. I go bike riding for maybe, you know, an hour, 30 minutes um, every afternoon. So, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, why it's so important health-wise. So I think for, you know, your overall health, I think it's become more in speaking of healthcare system, I think stress has become a huge factor that doctors ask, you know, are how stressed are you? Um, you know, I've, I've gone through some health things, nothing serious, but that's one of the first questions my doctor asks, how's your stress levels? Yes. And sometimes our bodies tell us if we're stressed before our minds do. Um, and so that's, that's always interesting too. I always, you know, as a personal trainer, I'm very in tune with my body. I listen to it all the time. If I'm doing an exercise and my body's like, yeah, we're not doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> I say, okay, That's right. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, actually in August, I had my most successful month ever, but I crashed. I was just so, uh, I got very stressed out and my body's like, you're, you're going to take a night off because if you don't take a night off, we're going to force you to take it. That's right. That's right. And so I did, I had to, I canceled my gym clients and I said, I need to just take a night, veg out, watch some TV, watch some true crime that we all like to watch now, um, which some people might not consider relaxing, but I enjoyed it. But again, it. you have to find what you, what it takes for you to relax yes, and for you, exactly, that's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, even as a, as an athlete, I'm like, nope, I just need to rest. I just need to relax watch a movie and rest. Right. Um, because as I said, you know, my mom always said, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, if I don't have my mental health, I don't have anything because it right. affects my body. It affects my mood. It affects my engagement with others. So my mental health, as I said, is, is number one. And nowadays mental health has been really brought to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that it, it, it's that way now when all the, all the while, I mean, he knew, and well, I shouldn't say that, but doctors knew, know that mental health is what drives us, mm -hmm. you know, good mental health or bad mental health. But, you know, it's so important to have that good mental health, but it's, it's just amazing now that it's come to the forefront when it's been there all this time. Yeah. And I'm so glad now, actually, that celebrities are using their um, platform to speak out on having good mental health. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite authors, um, Gabby Bernstein, she says, you have to slow down to speed up. That's right. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. Because when I slow down, that's when my creative juices are flowing and I can be more of service to my clients. If I'm go, 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 go. I don't give a chance for my creative energy to, to, to spurn. So. That's right. And then you also bring that stress to your clients too, which is yep. not what you want. So, you know, we feed off each other. So if you're calm, more than likely your client's going to learn to be calm as well. Exactly. 
Yes. So let's talk about the struggle between females and males, especially in business, because I think that there we, we struggle a little, a little bit differently. Hopefully we won't get in trouble for this. But, you know, do, do you think, Amelia, that men and women differ entrepreneurially? And I'm going to after we talk a little bit, I'm going to share some data on some statistics that I found about this, too. I think so. You know, I think there's pros and cons, I think, to both. You know, I think there's a lot of information that women make less women, you know, and I, I wish we would stop reading all that because then we kind of ingrained it in ourselves. Well, I may I don't make as much as a man. Right. And I know some men who struggle on asking for the right prices, too, you know, yeah. especially when you're new. Um, you know, I, I think the good news is as a woman, I we're more approachable. I think we're more conversational. I think our emotional intelligence is a little bit better than men's, which is very important when it comes to sales and recruiting new clients, talking to potential clients and leads. Um, you know, men, I think can be I'm probably not good at understanding, you know, everything that goes through a man's mind, but I think there, you know, right now there's some stigma towards men too. And not all men, you know, not all men until you prove otherwise, but I know some great men who actually are kind of life and business coaches and are good guys. And, you know, I actually, I brought up, you know, the topic of men versus women because um, I went, you know, sometimes as a woman, you know, an outspoken woman, the world is not always in your corner. And, you know, I had an incident last spring where I got really um, disrespected by a networking group because I spoke up about one of their peers. And, um, you know, that is something that women have to face, unfortunately, when you speak up about an abuser or something like that. And um, it was a pretty tough situation, but it made me stronger. Um, it definitely, you know, says something more about them than me. But as a woman, you know, I never expected to <laughs> have things happen the way they did. I'm not, I didn't go into it to be a whistleblower or a watchdog. I just said, look, this man's making me uncomfortable. And yeah, so unfortunately, as women, I think we can be subject to harassment. But then when we speak up about it, and men can, men go through this too. Absolutely. Right. So, but I guess I'm just speaking from my point of view. Um, sometimes as a woman, I do feel like, men want to do chat with me when they have a, I guess, an agenda. Um, you know, I've had to be better as a female entrepreneur. I've had, I've gotten better at sniffing those out when they have an agenda. Oh, let's meet for coffee. What do you want to talk about? Right, right. <laughs> you know, what exactly do you want to talk about? Cause I, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm better at weeding that out. And um, I think sometimes, you know, as a strong woman, I feel like there are a lot of other men who, I don't know, want to make me look stupid in front of other people. And so sometimes I really have to stand my ground. And I've known other female entrepreneurs who've had to do that too. Right. That's something as a woman I can fa I face. But I also think as I, I rebranded in the spring or um, yeah, I rebranded. And I think that's helped. Um, I went from double pause digital, which was um, like animal pause because I have two cats to dual strength strategies. And I yes. think renaming was a much better it's much stronger it's much more serious it's not yes. as cutesy so I think that's made a difference as well yes so gosh you brought up several great points Amelia um women are I feel are definitely more emotionally driven yeah that's one of the one of the differences that 
Um, I personally have seen, and a lot of these studies have shown, is that women lead by emotion. That could be good or bad. Mm -hmm. But I think that women also are in tune with our intuition. And so with with business, uh, in business, we can basically sniff out, you know, a, a, a client that maybe we should not deal with. Yeah, right? we should not have as a client. Um, and then, you know, I want to bring up some of these. I, I was reading some information about a study about how men and women differ entrepreneurially. And um, there was a study, an article done. Are male and female entrepreneurs that different by Aaron Kipler and Scott Shane um, several years ago? And they really took a deep comparison between female and male entrepreneurs. And they really found that we are different. Men and women are different, but not where we would really expect. So um, and what they looked at was what makes them entrepreneurial. That was the very first thing. And they did what they call was an e-scan test and just to really find out it's a research-based scan that you can compare yourself with other entrepreneurs really to see how you score on essential competencies as an entrepreneur and so they they found differences but it really wasn't enough to call it significant so I found that really interested um, and it really the general idea is that men have more guts and dare to take more risks um, but women do businesses differently, not necessarily better. So I think just what you brought up, it's yeah. we're just more emotional. And so we may t approach business from a, maybe a less aggressive point standpoint yeah. than maybe a, a man would. Um, now, we're just as capable as taking more risks as mm -hmm. men. But do we? <laughs> you know, we may choose not to do that. Um, and so the study found that women are more likely to prefer lower risk or return on business. Um, so I found that really interested and I could, I could see that. Um, one, another thing is that they scored equally as creative as my, in the, in the mindset men and women did, huh. um, which I found that surprising that they're equally creative. I, I think maybe women maybe use our creativity more than men do. Yeah, I think but, so. Yeah. I feel like social media, there's a lot more women than men who do I social I think media. that's right. That is yeah. true. Yes. Um, and then another difference between men and, and women is that entrepreneurs, um, women, are male and, and, and women are both in high technology incubators, okay? They both love um, technology, but men show more leadership. Mm. That makes more sense. Can you, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I, think I don't agree that, with that either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that men may have a different dance or I, I don't know I don't know if I, I don't think that I really agree with that one no, or it's just maybe others feel intimidated because it's a man versus a woman if you see a man and a woman in a room but I, I'm not sure mm -hmm. um 
men, uh, women are more likely to set set specific self goal setting um, standards. Um, yep. We have more to do lists, yeah, which I believe because we, of course, juggle multi. Um, I mean, many things. So we are more focused on what we need to do for the day because we're juggling some, some, go ahead. Yeah, I think we're more, and what I think too, is we're more about the manifestation rituals and all that. I think we're more about putting visual boards together, vision boards, writing down our goals, doing the work. I've done a lot of workbook goals and like, you know, kind of man, you know, manifesting techniques, visualizations where men, I feel like are a little, a little bit more resistant to that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. So I can, I can see that as well. Yeah. Okay. So how can women strengthen their advantage in a business position over their male counterparts? How do you think we can do that? I think one, and this is something that I've had to learn too, is this might just be me personally, but I've had to toughen up a little bit in some ways, as I said, you know, I think women, we can be more emotional, but I think to a certain degree, think more like a man. And yes. I've had to work at not taking things so personally, you know, both personal and professional, you know, other people's behavior is a reflection of them or decisions, or if I'm rejected by something, I'm like, you know what, that's more about them than it is me. That's right. And you know, if a certain client decides not to go with me or potential client or whatever reason, I think I've tried to kind of incorporate that masculine mindset of, okay, fine. I'm just going to move on. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to overthink it. Just let it go. Yeah. And I think that women learn from, I don't want to say mistakes, but women learn from, from everything that we do. And I did a, a podcast, um, a couple of podcasts ago about, and someone said, when we, it's important to learn, to grow, to learn what we want to get it right. Um, Mm -hmm. Learn what you go, go through to, to grow through. Oh, grow through what you go through. Grow through what you go through. Yes. Yes. I love that one. Yeah, I do too. It's one of my very favorites. Yeah. So I think that women, we do that really well. Whereas, yes, we do. You know, yeah, yeah, I think every, as I said, you know, that first year in business, talk about a growth spurt. <laughs> talk about mm-hmm. a lot of painful lessons and growth spurts. And I'm like, oh, this is her. This is painful. But I'm so like, I look back where I was a year ago and I'm like, wow, like I actually did some reflection before I hopped on with you today. And I was like, looking in that rear view mirror, I'm like, I'm in a much better place today than I was a year ago. Like, it's so different. Cause sometimes I'm like, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm like, look where I came from. That's right. And and Amelia, like you said, women, we have our, um, our vision board. So we can look back and look at, look at all the things that we've accomplished. And I tell that to my clients too. It's so important to have that because especially some of those times that we're down, we can look back and say, gosh, we're not where we, where we want to be, but gosh, look at what, where we've come from. It's so easy to forget that. So, and I think men and women have different motivations. Another study was done and it just shows that (laughs) there are no fundamental differences in support between men and women, but 
um, and, and that we don't support and men and women don't prepare for the launch of their business in the same way, which again is what we touched on. I think mm-hmm. we're just more emotionally driven. Um, also, it says that women, we rely more on ourselves. So we have, we're more solopreneurs, which I strongly believe. Yeah, and I've heard that too. Yeah, we're not, we don't really have partners because we learn to rely on ourselves. Mm. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. We're also more, a little bit more confident in the success of our company. Mm-hmm. Well, so are there any advantages, Amelia, you think, as a woman-owned business? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I, I look out for grants because some yeah. grants, they honor minority and women-owned. I can label myself on Google as woman owned. You know, I can definitely get some more support. Um, I think more community support, sometimes more fundraising. Um, I think there is, you know, that extra support and acknowledgement when you are a woman or minority owned or LGBTQ owned that I can I can put out like, yeah, I'm, I'm a solo woman business owner. You know, and I think people are like, oh, wow, that's, you almost get, I feel like sometimes we almost get more accredited than the men <laughs> in some ways. Cause I think, you know, men being out on their own, I think that's old news, but it's still kind of cool to see a woman out on her own. And yeah. so at least I think it is. So there's that, I think there is definitely an advantage. And as I said, as a woman, I think I'm more approachable. I think I'm more conversational. Um, and I think, as I said, I think I'm more, um, my EQ is pretty, pretty good. I've taken tests and I do actually have a high emotional intelligence. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more, Amelia, about your business. Sure. So I have been doing websites, social media. I'm going to date myself here probably since the MySpace (laughs) days. So the 2000s, I've always loved it. I've always been tech savvy. Um, I don't quite remember this, but my mom says I showed her the computer when I was nine. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I was I've always been a computer tech person and um, kind of take after my dad's side of the family. We're techies. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself a creative techies techie because I love working with colors and aesthetics. But I also have that coding and kind of that technical background as well. Um, so I've been doing this stuff. It helped my technical abilities helped me get into my first career, which was TV news. Um, I was able to build my own website as a potential reporter. So I ended up getting my first job out in mid-Missouri for a CBS affiliate. Um, I was out there for two and a half years. I survived the 08, 09 recession out there. Yeah. Yeah. I survived. It was huge. Um, It was huge. And, you know, your first job in news, I was making like 20 a year. Yeah. Yeah, real little, but uh, it's what brought me to Albany, New York. So um, my technical skills helped me get my second job when I moved up to a bigger market, Albany, New York. And I was the website manager, 11 p.m. producer there. And then after TV, I decided to really pursue internet marketing full time. It was just, I could tell it was more of a passion. I loved it more. Um, I worked for a internet marketing company for about two years. And then I went through some kind of life changes. I kind of did it on the side while I worked in some retail and restaurant jobs. And then uh, right before the shutdown, I did a lot of marketing for some nonprofits. Um, I was personal trainer at my local YMCA and I worked full time for the Girl Scouts. Um, 
did a lot of email marketing. Uh, membership recruiter was my title. So I my job to start troops. I loved it. It was a very fun job. And then the pandemic pushed me to start my own business. It just was something I'd been wanting to do for years. I was too scared to do it. Um, and I finally, finally was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And so I filed my LLC and here I am a year, you know, a year and a half later. Yeah. Yep. Amelia. So what does your process look like when you identify a client? Um, I ask them. So a big thing when I, when I find a client is someone who says, I need this. I just don't have time to do it myself. That's a big one because when you're running your own store, your own cake shop, whatever it is, your own business construction, the last thing you want to think about is your, is your website and your social media. And so that's where I step in and I help companies get established online because your website is your hub. It's where people learn about you, can make appointments, pay invoices, everything. Everything's on your website now. Right. And so I think the pandemic really kicked a lot of businesses in the face who didn't have a strong web presence. I think yes. they realized, oh my God. And so people like me, there's a lot of people like me. There's a lot of web developers, social media people out there, but I acknowledge that that's okay. I just keep doing what I'm doing and know that there's no one out there just like me. And I just keep going, you know, I acknowledge the competition, but I don't dwell on it. Right. And, um, I have a passion for this stuff. I always have. So I think the right client sometimes finds me too. Right. And then as you gain your, as you gain your, um, community, it's, it becomes easier to find those clients. Cause when people know you, they're like, you know what, Amelia would be perfect for you. So, yeah. So if our listeners could have one takeaway from what we talked about today, what would that takeaway be for you? I think the ta- I would love for people to know that no matter what you do in this life, whether you work a nine to five, whether you're an entrepreneur to enjoy life, you yes. know, your job is not your identity. And I feel like in the United States, especially we're workaholics. And I've met people who retire and they have no idea who they are. And I don't want to be that, you know, and I think, I think that's why we're hearing so much about quiet quitting is that I think more and more people are like, you know what, this isn't how I want to spend my life in a gray cubicle nine to five. And so I think if there's one takeaway, find what you love to do and do it. Just find what you love to do. And, you know, the money might always, not always, won't always come immediately, But when you find who you are, nothing really stops you. And I think just think that's that's a really strong statement. It really is. Um, So where can my listening audience find you in case they (laughs) want to get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah, it's dualstrengthstrategies.com. I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok yet. I need to get there. I just got a new phone. So maybe I'll search <laughs> more for videos. Um, dualstrengthstrategies.com is my website. Um, it's actually still in the making, but you can still contact me through there. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fantastic. And then, Amelia, so let's end with this. What is the one piece of advice that you wish someone had given you when starting your business? I wish someone had told me that the first year is like 80% sales. <laughs> kind of wish someone, cause I had the, I didn't even realize I was thinking this way, but I was like, 
I love what I do and I'm just going to make websites and do social media. And then I was like, oh crap, I got to find the clients. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got had a little down. bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized I'm like, huh, this is like 80% sales. And I have always avoided sales because I think sales can have a bad rap, but when yeah. you do it right, like as a personal trainer, I'm, I'm doing sales, you know, there's sales everywhere, everywhere. You got to do it right. That's you got to right. do it right. And so I had to, I had a huge, huge lesson that first year. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of networking. It's just, you just got it. That first year in business, network, 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 just yes. keep getting out there and getting in front of people, introducing yourself um, because you just got to get out there. And I wish I had done that a little bit better than I did my first year. Yeah. And network and follow up. There are people yes. that network, Amelia, but they don't follow up. And so yeah. they get lost. You forget who they are. Yeah. So. What I would do is I would collect business cards if I went to an event mm -hmm. and I would wait. I'd like to do it within 24 hours, but usually within a couple of days, I emailed every single person and yep. I said, it was so nice meeting you. Can we meet for coffee? I always, always followed up. Um, because that's, and that's something I learned a while ago, um, was you've got to always follow up with people. You can't just grab their card and take off. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I usually, instead of, you know, I'll get the person's card if it's in person, but I'll give, I'll say, okay, so now what's a contact number that I, what's the best way to contact mm -hmm. you? Because then at least I have their information and I'm really the one in control of contacting them if they forget to contact me. Um, and so if you're doing a virtual event, because you and I work across time zones, um, mm -hmm. personal notes are great. I will drop a personal note to somebody in a heartbeat. I think that's so important. And I think it's a lost art. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we can pick up the phone to, we have, some people have trouble picking up the phone to call and follow up, much less sending a personal note. So I think those two things are really important as well. Yeah. So Amelia, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the virtual Ingenuity podcast today. I enjoy talking with you about dual strength strategies. Thank My you. listening audience, please remember to contact Amelia through dualstrengthstrategies.com. She has an awesome, awesome um, reels on Instagram. She's <laughs> fantastic at social media. I cannot stress it enough. So yes. make sure you all contact her. Again, Amelia, thank you so much for joining us on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast today. You can listen more to more of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My friends, until next time, let's impact together. Have a great day. Thank you.